Check three. It's the Late to Work Podcast. It's episode six. It's your boy Money Mitch, aka King Lear, aka the Mixed Messiah. Find us at, at underscore late to work on Twitter. Late to work on everything else. Late to work podcast at Gmail if you're trying to get at us. I'm here with my man at only Chris Allen. Yes, What's sir. What's good, my guy? What's going on? It's another week. Another week added. Hopefully you're tuning in. Hopefully we're just like, you know, bringing something to your life. Or we're just wasting your fucking time. Either way, just keep on listening. This is fun. You know, we're having a good time. If you're gonna be <laughs> late anyways, you might as well fuck around. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yo, you mean know you're not doing shit at work anyways. So just pretending like You hit your call minimums this week. That's right. <laughs> you're hitting quotas. Mm. That's a real thing I have now. That's sad. Uh, I have a problem with quotas. Do, do you wanna start there? Because I, I have a lot of feelings on that. Yeah, yeah, we can start there real quick. Everyone's working, so yeah, like... Yeah, it's the middle <laughs> of the week. Y'all yeah. niggas doing fuck shit. <laughs> I, one of my... So, this is not to like shit on my job at all, actually. I, I find the more I do it, the more I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I cannot stand about my job is this idea of having quotas and, like, marks to hit. My girlfriend right now is uh, working on an independent study as well where, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, she's getting her, like, hours tracked. Mm-hmm. Now, like, for instance, as a teacher, as she is, like... You know, it's not like you go to work and punch a clock and do a task, yeah. right? Like you measure your sense of achievement by like the 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 pro- I don't want to say product when you're talking about kids, but like the the evolution of the people you're working with, right? Yeah. You know, about the world around you getting better, which is such a bigger goal than like a number of money in my paycheck or a number of hours that I work. Yeah. So to go to any job where it's like you've you've got to work these hours these days, you've got to you know. Sweep the floors every day at 8 o'clock. You've got to, you know, or in sales, for instance, like, you've got to make this amount of calls. You've got to take this amount of meetings. Like, you got to hand out, you know, this amount of flyers if you're, you know, entry-level marketing people. You know what I mean? Like, all these stupid little quarter things. I get why, like, you have to do that. Because yeah. otherwise, like, who would do it? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if I didn't have to make 600 calls, I'd make 400 calls. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, it de-incentivizes the idea of doing good work in the effort to do, like, lots Hit a of number. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... Just if, if you can do the work, let's say you can like somehow you got down to the system and you can make like a hundred calls, great successful calls. It maybe t- take more time for you to pinpoint those calls and you know the form whatever system you need to pinpoint those hundred calls. And that's what you use that extra time in instead of making four hundred or six hundred calls. And you can still meet your sales goals making a hundred calls. Then fucking like I feel like, dude, just let this let this guy do his own thing. It doesn't leave room. Like, there should always be room for creativity and room to like come up with a system that's better than the other system. This is why we get caught in these like traps where we like just do this. This is why we're also working like the technology has surpassed the need for us to be stuck in the office from eight to to five, but we're still all doing this shit because like. It's just a system. It's just how they did it before, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's kind of like how we all have Sundays off. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? It's like, don't nobody still go to church. But I mean, yeah. People obviously still go to church, but I'm saying it's not, it's not 98% of the population. You know what I mean? It may be 70. Yeah. Out of that 70, 
30 of them don't go to, you know, yeah. the church or their house of worship or whatever on Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just it should be more like life should be more fluent to where you or fluid. So you can like craft a life that's like more like more ideal with like your personality and stuff. And we won't I mean, this will kind of tie into like what we're going to talk about today is that like and I think what we're going to reach the point when you brought up the subject was the fact that like I heard something today, or it's the fact that like people aren't happy, and or I think there's a, a large majority of people that aren't happy, whether they're even the rich people are unhappy. And are you saying that as like it, unhappy just in today's world, or just like people in general are naturally mostly unhappy? Yeah, I would say today's in our society, okay. there's a lot of there's an overwhelming amount of people who are just upset, neck and tan. Uh, don't have good relationships in their lives, uh, dealing with depressions and other issues. And I, I, I have a feeling that it, it, it stems from, you know, how are the structure in society. I mean, obviously there's like, you know, other issues and so forth, but I feel like there is uh, an issue for how we structure society that doesn't uh, set us up to be like happy, you know, like a lot of people. And then, so uh, I get, and I think a lot of people in, will chase goals that they think will make them happy whether it's like wealth or whether it's another car or the bigger house and they chase all these things that they think is going to make them happy and when they don't make them happy then they're like oh shit yeah they're lost and so then maybe they need to get more shit and then they just end up in this weird cycle where they're chasing uh illusion of happiness and i'm even even thinking more about that simply because I mean, as we said in my, the last episode, like I like I I downgraded as far as the amenities of my place, and I am like ten times happier. Like n- I don't even give so a fuck. I'm that, so much happier. That's that's the big question I'm I'm curious on is like, what's the healthy amount of that, right? Because mm-hmm. like you've got to have some sense of, and I, I guess like the the easiest way, like you've got you you've got to have some sense of vanity. Mm-hmm. to feel driven to achievement, right? Like, mm-hmm. you've got to want that car or that house or that body or that mm-hmm. money or whatever. And usually what you're chasing is, like, in vain, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not chasing that because of any, like, real good thing. Like, even even the best people in the world, like, you know, substance abuse counselors, for example, and nurses, mm-hmm. like, a lot of them, like, get a sense of gratification from the work that they do that mm-hmm. drives them to do that and it's a little self-serving in most cases now I'm not saying that's a bad thing this is what I mean like that's an example of a healthy amount of vanity yeah. right like there are people in the world who like feeling like I am somebody who helps people and therefore like they spend their time researching psychology or medicine or whatever mm-hmm. and find a way to help the world I, yeah. that, that's a healthy pursuit mm-hmm. now for instance like I don't think it's an unhealthy pursuit to want like a four-bedroom house or multiple mm-hmm. homes, for example, right? Yeah. I don't think it's an unhealthy amount of vanity, no. and I don't think it's crazy when you get it to want to, like, stun a little bit with it. Yeah. But, like, where is that line? And so, and actually, this is, like, what I've been thinking about a lot lately. The fact that I don't know if I, like, I would be, per, do I need, if you gave me millions of dollars and I... I built this. I built. I do have vanity. So, uh, and and I'm pretty vain. You mean to tell me, nigga, who ain't won the same shit twice? <laughs> <laughs> hey? 
Dude, yeah, I wear the same. This is like the same bummy t-shirt I wear. Now, I just so y'all know out there, I've not seen Chris in a in the same outfit yet. <laughs> but it's always the exact same outfit. It's shorts, t-shirt, Brixton snapback, and glasses every time it, I'm it, here to record this I podcast. Have, but a different <laughs> set of shorts, t-shirts, and Brixton hats uh, every fucking time. Dude, look, like I I I know what I like and I stick with it. Look at my shoes. All I have all the same shoes. Good uniform. I have all the same shoes. All the Adidas. Uh, Jordan ones, uh, Dunks, Converse's, and Vans. That's, I mean, I, it just, I just know what I like. But th- th- but this is the thing. This this goes back to what we said. If um, so, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time chasing things that I thought would make me happy. Things that I thought that based and and I and I can say that I was probably. Um, fed into like mainstream ideals of like what I think is success like okay so success is like having you know a huge house and having like you know the the bins and shit like that but to me like also success was like not being under someone else's networking 70 hours to get that shit or networking so much that you you can't enjoy time with your friends and that being control of your time so like that's always been in my mind so like that the top the top of my decision making is like my free time my ability to spend it doing what i love so like that overweighs whatever vein in me that wants to be like oh well like let's go get the bins let's go get a you know let's go get a bigger apartment but like once I get that bigger apartment, now I gotta work, you know, an extra let's say ten more hours a week in order to sustain that. That's just not my vanity is not to that level where I feel like I will want to do that and miss out on like experiences. Do you feel like that's detrimental though? Like, like I feel like a lot of people would argue that like by you not doing that now, like. So in that example, yeah, you don't work 10 hours of overtime to get that bigger apartment, right? Yeah. But then, like, take that another couple steps further. Like, then you don't show up to work, you know, one day out of every week because you just take Fridays off now. And then you end up losing your job and you're like, fuck it, well, I have more free time. And now you're mooching off the government. And then you go get some shitty part-time job and you start, like, selling drugs because that's, like, enabling your free time habit, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. can extrapolate that to be a much more negative, like, I see where yeah. you're coming from in, in your personal stance where you are. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, is that... Like I don't, I don't know if that's a, because I feel very much the same way. Like free, free time is the most valuable thing in the world to me, even mm-hmm. if I don't do shit with it. Yeah, I spend a lot of my time with a lot of free time just thinking. It's my favorite shit to do. I'm a very boring person. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, no, like with that in mind, though, like I guess, like, are we supposed to be doing something more important? Yeah, but is it is it? What's the reasoning for doing something more important? And well, like, quarter, air quotes, more important. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I don't feel, I don't feel like it's, like, if you, I feel like you could, if you became, if I was, like, a stockbroker and, like, made tons of fucking money just moving ones and zeros and shit like that, moving people's money around, and, you know, that's what I spent my life doing. Mm. Like, I don't look like, although you have a lot of money and shit like that, I don't feel like that's necessarily, like, what I think of a successful life. Or healthy. Or healthy life. I feel like you've, whatever you contribute to this, to, and, and let's say, like, 
if you compare that guy to the guy who, and let's say this stockbroker work was working like cramming in 70, 80 hours a week and mm-hmm. like killing it. He has, now he has all this money. He has the yacht and shit like that. Like, I don't think that's any, I, I, is he more successful than the guy that like just works, uh, you know, as at the coffee shop and can afford his rent and keeps his expenses, you know, lower and goes out and surfs with his time and goes out and hikes and then like does shit for the community, teaches kids yoga. Oh, who's to say that like one of those guys is more successful? One of those guys has more shit, more stuff, and made more money. But one guy has experienced life, and one guy has interacted with his community and enriched people's lives. So, where I'm probably personally like in the middle there. Uh, to where like I do want to be successful and have like a shit ton of money and so forth I just I don't need a shit ton of money but I just want to see I want to maximize who I am and just see what I can do and so why and so I guess like that that's the that's the question that takes a, a little further past like money or like typical ideologies about success right like mm-hmm. when when you talk vanity it's like you know, it's that line between self-love and, like, out... How do you, how do you want to say that? It's that line between self-love and overindulgence mm-hmm. in self-love. It's, it's something where you, you think what you've got is suddenly not only better than other people or successful, mm-hmm. but somehow so unique that it's unattainable by others. Yeah, and that I guess that's what I would think of vanity as. There, are, there are people who think they are so beautiful nobody could ever possibly look as good as them. Mm-hmm. I, I can as discussed previously on this podcast, like we both agree, like it, it, it's kind of one of the, the knowns of life is somebody is always better at whatever it is than you. Like yeah. that's something I take as a given. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there are people who just like don't believe that, whether that be about their appearance, whether that be about their financial situation, mm-hmm. uh, the material things they have, the level of success, they have, the level of community involvement. They have. Yeah. Some people are just so vain as to think like their way of doing things is bar none unachievable by others, or it's, it's so wildly difficult that they need to be celebrated for. Mm-hmm. And I just. I think you need to believe that on some level. Yeah. Like, I believe I'm unique. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I think, I don't know. Yeah, help so, me so yeah, here's, here's, I and mean, you touched on something that's like, I juggle with in my life. It's that like, let's say, let's take a, a Conor McGregor, for example, a guy who is just like, almost believes in Shout himself. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you. So obviously we're fans of Conor McGregor, but yeah. it, but he had He's okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm a fan of Conor McGregor, uh, but um, but he has this unbelievable faith in himself. It's almost to a point of disillusionment, if that's a word. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, and it's it, and but you can't knock it because like because he's so like such a fan of himself and has such belief in himself that he's the greatest thing. Although he's probably not, I mean, he he he's, he did lose to Nate Diaz. He did, that second bout was close. And if it went to later rounds, it was a five-round bout, he might have took an L. Uh, but he believes in himself and he's able to accomplish things based on this belief. 
I don't have that like overwhelming like oh that, that I'm just Jordan feeling yeah that Jordan like I can achieve I can if I just put my mind to it I can like I have some elements of that to where like yeah like I can probably achieve this it may suck but I can probably get it done um, and I feel like that is the element and I don't know if we're is that just confidence or we're still in a vanity but that's the element that I do see as a negative in my personality that I would like to be like this overly super confident like believe I can achieve everything type of personality because even though like I would probably hit walls and hit failure I would have this energy and this thing about me that would just be like no like this was a, a fluke and I'm gonna just keep on going although like I don't like talking to those people <laughs> that's but, what I mean like I don't even mind the idea of being one of those people. I mind the fact that, like, I hate all of those people. Yeah. I can't stand any of you fucking listening. I can't, like, that personality type. They're not good to be around. No. No, they're not. But, like, they're the best people. Yeah. Like, being around them, like, once in a while is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. My, my buddy fucking David is most beautiful fucking person. I know he's, uh. you know, the kind of guy just randomly, you know, uh. oh, I'm moving to L.A., moves to L.A., has, like, a fucking agent the, the days out there, beautiful mm. apartment. And he's like, how? And he's like, because I deserve it. I'm me. Go me. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck you. But then I'm like, yeah, hey, you are incredibly talented and good-looking and, like, you deserve all those things. Yeah. And it's like, it's very chicken and the egg to me. Like, I feel like you have to believe that about yourself for those things to come. Because I'm, I'm sure his life isn't always like that, right? Like, yeah. those are just the times I see him kind of thing. Exactly. And it's like, those people just think that way all the time until that shit happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it will never happen unless you think that way, mm -hmm. but boy, is that fucking vain. Yeah. But this is the thing, I would rather, I want to be the guy... Or confident. It's yeah, not, maybe it's it, not well, vain. That's it, just confidence. It, it, is, it, is, it is confident. I'm just jealous, though. <laughs> I'm not even... I, I, I just... Like, there's a part of me that wants to be that type of person that's, like, super, like, yeah, I can go. And I have moments. I think we all have moments where we're just, like, yeah, I'm killing it today. Like, I can do oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. I have one of those days today. I was crushing today. I feel yeah, great about that. Exactly. But I'm always, even when I do have those days, I'm just, like, all right, well, I know tomorrow's going to be shitty. <laughs> but, like, right? I shouldn't be thinking that way. I should be, like, but I do want to, and I do think that's a flaw of my personality to where, like, I'm, I'm like, I kind of just, like, yeah, I'm a little skeptical about anything good happening and shit like that. Um, and that may hinder my success to some degree. But as you said, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't want I, those people who just always, like, I, I feel like to be around Jordan, like, for like 10 minutes would be dope. And then, like, for an hour with Jordan, I'd be like, just fuck off, Jordan. Like, get, shut the fuck. He, I, 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 he could be the coolest guy. See, Jordan's a unique killing, too, because he, like, people who are like that but also competitive. Yeah. Like, this is what I mean. Like, if you just, like, mad self-love, you're hella vain, you're like, yeah, I'm the shit all the time. Like, yeah, yeah that, that could be aggravated. But, yeah. like, you know what? Like, I've always said, like, you talk as much shit as you can back up. Yeah. And, like, if you really are shit, if you really got something to stun about, by all means, my nigga, like, stun on. Yeah. Jordan, that nigga, could stun all over everybody in every category, and then on top of it, wants to challenge you. Like, one of the problems about people who, like, want to stun on you yeah. is, like, they you know they could beat you, but it's almost polite of them not to challenge you, yeah. right? Like, your friends who are, like, models, don't be like, oh, hey, let's take a picture. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? I have 20, 30 friends who are models. I got pictures with, like, one. Yeah. Because, like, I know better. I'm not getting in that picture between, like, a dime and an 11. Yeah. Are you fucking <laughs> dumb? Yeah. You're like, no, I'm good. It's the same thing with, like, athletics, right? Like, 
Do you know anyone who like played professional sports? Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. That's what I mean. Like most people at, at this age, like you went to high school with somebody or you fucking ran into somebody at a bar or whatever. Mm. It's like never in my life, like past like ninth grade, have I been like, yeah, I I, I could ball on that nigga. Like mm. I love who I play every sport imaginable. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't like. I'm fairly. I like to think I'm fairly athletic. I don't yeah. look at professional athletes and be like, nah, I could take them. Yeah. But Jordan's that nigga. Like you would hang out and just be like shooting around in the parking mm-hmm. lot. He'd be like, nah, let's go once right now for a stat. Yeah. Exactly. Like, bro, I, I don't I don't make money like, like dude, that. I just want to shoot around. <laughs> like, nah, I'm gonna just beat the brakes off you. It's like, my nigga, I know you're literally the greatest basketball player who ever lived. Hey, why don't you sit down, dog? Like we just trying to shoot around. Yeah. So like. <laughs> I'm, 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 and I don't know. Like I've been around like athletes before, and I've been around like uh, I actually like I don't know who's I having this conversation with. Is that like it was a it was like girls, and they were just saying how like they've been around like athletes and like entertainers and so mm-hmm. forth. And it was it was it was like yeah, they, I was like I to what they were saying was. And she was like, I, I just didn't like it. It was just like they didn't really have anything to say. Except it was how cool they are. Yeah, exactly. And it was like once like the aura of who they are goes away, and you're just sitting down and ha- having a conversation. It's like yeah, then then what's left? And it goes back to like kind of what we say, like we said before. It's just like yeah, like those people are cool and shit, but like. I don't want to. I just don't want to be around them for some reason. Like, and I'm sure we're we're like putting a lot of people, and I'm sure like a yeah, certain people. people <laughs> no, I'm sure like okay. So like we look at like famous people that I would like to hang around. Like you can like Blake Griffin. Like he looks like yo. You can go out and like have a beer with him. Nah, and he's cool nigga. Like, like, you don't think so? You want to talk about some vain shit? I don't go out with. Six ten weird looking niggas to the bar, <laughs> like yeah. who is that helping? My nigga, six ten with patchy skin and like a weird mini fro. Yeah, like well, I ain't bringing you onto the bar in Boston. I, I guarantee you, dude, you go to the bar with Blake Griffin and you have a fucking ball. Nah, that's probably true. Blake Griffin yeah. seems like a fun. Yeah, dude. He's, so he's. I guarantee he's funny. Yeah, he's weird looking. Not the body shame niggas. <laughs> you just shit weird that. looking dog. <laughs> he counting checks though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You and Clay Thompson should go like start a foundation. <laughs> But um, yeah, and it was but there's like certain people who seem like all like they were more, they have more to their personality and more yeah. to who they are than like what they achieved and like what they feel like society thinks is cool. Like um, like George Clooney, he seems yeah. like yo like Good example, he's just chill. Like it didn't like none of this shit matters. Like a Joe Rogan, like I would bring up Rogan all the time. But Rogan, I feel like even on his podcast, like you fucking love Rogan. I just think he's like he to, for a guy that make, who's so, so successful, he's still just like super he, level. He has a I, this is one thing I've discovered talking to people about like our podcast and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, like anyone knows, Chris knows he's a big Joe Rogan guy. I'd, I'd say it's not a dissimilar audience. I'd yeah. say I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, we have some Joe Rogan fans amongst our listeners. Yeah. Uh, but he has such, like, a big, like, a higher level of fame and, like, success that I think people acknowledge. Yeah. Like, a lot of people that bring up Joe Rogan to, they're like, oh, like, I don't know, like, you want to be, like, Joe Rogan? Isn't he just, like, some old washed out guy with a podcast? I'm like, dude. My nigga been making, like, multiple millions a year for dude, a decade. He's plus. He, he owns this form of media. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big stretch. Who, who, does more, who does more numbers than Rogan? On podcasts? Yeah. A lot of people. I don't think so. 
We're going to have to look that up off air, but I, I, would, I, yeah. I would argue Simmons off rip. I don't think so. Uh, I think Joe Rogan is like number usually no I like they do the weekly uh, things the, like the slate podcasts are huge now. I think Rogan's still like of like he's Cereal. at least but Serial how how often do they release podcasts? I mean they do a season a year, I think. Yeah, they exactly. Like Joe Rogan's doing like he the biggest podcast ever was him and Alex Jones. Yeah, that's not unsurprising. Yeah, and so that's like, a, that was the biggest podcast ever? Yeah. Get the fuck out I of here, really? I shit you not, yeah. I remember that being like... That was, the that was a while ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like six months ago. Oh, I thought it was longer. longer. Yeah, and that's All like... time moves quick. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest podcasts. Huh, I think they, right. they were like in the... On next week's episode, we have Alex Jones and, and Joe Rogan. Dude, they fucking... Dude, I just listen for like, side note, like... I don't care how, like, what way you swing. I'm like, considering myself probably more left to center than anyone... Um, but uh, Alex Jones and, me, and Milo Yiannopoulos did an uh, interview together. It was actually pretty interesting. It's crazy. It's crazy as Alex Jones is. Like you need. I feel like people need to listen to people who they even disagree with, and that's like one of the biggest problems we have today. Like people just don't want to listen. I had an argument during work today, and it, and it was this was a two day argument, and like a two day argument. It was two day Jesus. argument. Uh, like you work on the road. You're yeah, like, come by, make I, a point, come back tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I brought like one. Of, I brought my one of my coworkers with me. Like, look, like I'm gonna yeah. like end this relationship. Like, but you have a relationship with them previously. Mm-hmm. Let's go on there. But they just would not listen. Like, I'm like, look, like you're not listening. And like they would try to say what I was saying. It was completely. It was just completely different than what I was trying to. Uh, to, to address like all everything they were saying that I was saying was completely wrong and I was just like so frustrated that I just wanted I just wanted to disappear and uh, but it's like it's, it just comes down to like we're the climate of society where like we just don't we won't listen to people that we disagree with we won't have a conversation with people that we we don't see the eye to eye with and it's the most ridiculous like nothing with ooh, that strategy like nothing's gonna happen that's why we have like two administrations that get shit done really and well that's why I'll say right now any of y'all disagree with anything I gotta say you're more than welcome to come on the podcast no weapons no bats no knives no guns <laughs> uh, but if you wanna come in and speak your mind man I'll hash out with anyone you can check yeah. my Facebook feed I will happily waste several hours of my life debating things <laughs> that probably don't matter with people I don't know so See, come on by I won't I won't argue too long with people on Facebook I'll save my comments and then I'll just let it go that's how my but, talk with started that's what's funny <laughs> that's yeah we have to tell that story uh, another time yeah alright uh, but like people won't I mean we just we, we're, we're in this in this moment we're like inundated with information and you just cherry pick what makes sense to you mm. and I think you know it's it's, it's, it's it's to this point where it's unhealthy as fuck and um I don't even know why I'm on this topic this is like far from where we were discussing so I'm gonna just like that's for another podcast we'll fucking search no, keep back going. We can, I'll, well, we'll no, get back yeah uh I just feel like we need to you know open up like I, I listen to the Milo and I listen the Milo, you know, I listen to Alex Jones, and like I do think that like Milo's a troll and Alex Jones is if he's not kind of manipulating truths 
on purpose, then he's a little bit crazy. And he, he's a little bit crazy regardless, but disagree with a lot of them, what they say. But there is like seeds of, of truth and perspective in like some in this interview that you can like listen to and like listen to the people who you don't agree with and you like think are kind of crazy. But there's a large portion of society that's like listening to Alex Jones and listening to Milo and see what they're fucking talking about. Because I feel like the left, like left wing people are just like this. I mean, this I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. Somebody who's fairly left like you, like yourself. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot that Milo says that makes sense. It does make sense. There's just like the, the shock tag at the end of it is like. That's like you said, he's a fucking troll, and it's like I I want to know what he actually fucking yeah. Thinks. That would be interesting to know what he actually because thinks. it's usually like this makes sense, this makes sense, uh-huh. this makes sense. All right, so now we've established I'm credible. Yeah. Fuck you, Hammer. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like that's his yep, whole approach. Something like so, something that like if if he could not say those those other items, those other points hmm. as a rational person, and then actually say this extremely ridiculous like he, all the things he says and all the all the all his arguments are are extremely sensible and well thought out and then he supports mm-hmm. a lot of it is yeah. a lot but then he supports like Trump and everything Trump does which like those things don't uh, add I don't, up see, I, don't, you know? I don't honestly I don't think he supports Trump so much as Trump fits his his, his the, agenda the, like, his, this is the thing about Milo's whole knock has always been the the left and the right are both doing this wrong but the, the right's ideology at its core fits me better Right, mm. and I have no problem with those people because that statement I agree with. Like, yeah, his whole thing is you know the the left is losing middle America, the left is losing the working class, the left is losing young people in some level because it's refusal to to stand up and be a powerful voice for what they supposedly believe yeah. in a and like believe in the idea of like true actual like libertarian style freedom, mm. which is you know a fairly like it, as far as you know, right wing views go, like yeah, like that's yeah. par for the course. I don't. I don't even disagree with that, let alone like gonna tell you that's like wrong or outlandish. But then he builds up that point and then the, the hammer he drops is, well, the reason it's like that is because they don't have a Milo. Right? Yeah. Like that's always like that's yeah. that's one of his go to punchlines. Yeah. Like the the left should have a Milo. Yeah. And like what is Milo except for like a, a a billboard for being able to say the most outrageous shit for the for the sake of like shock value, like he yeah. comes out and like so. It'd be not that not to say that the left should have a Milo is like a crazy viewpoint, but like mm-hmm. a Milo is what a a loose cannon who will say things like you know the you know the government should fucking you know kill women who you know had an abortion. Yeah, like these these are the types of things he'll say, uh-huh. and like that makes him a darling to the far right. But then the rest of what he has to say makes him a darling to the centrist right, and makes him fairly. Like undebatable. Yeah, and also he's a, and yeah, but also what makes him like hard to debate is because he's right wing, gay. Well, and he knows that that's his yeah, whole shit. And, you know and I mean? that's like puts to this um this cold. Bro, he, the, the, the day he becomes a woman and goes full trans, then it's over. Oh yeah, like, yeah there's yeah. gonna be nothing to get him on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, well, transsexual people don't get mad at me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure I'm right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. That's hard. <laughs> so, th- sorry, this this is the point I was trying to get to, though. I, we right. did get a little sidetrack on the Milo thing. Is uh, the, the second one of the vanity conversation I wanted to arrive at was, is, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the, I guess financial vanity or material vanity, right? What about the idea of intellectual vanity? The idea that you, like, your voice deserves to be heard over others regardless whether or not you are right or wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Now that is necessary to some point because that creates journalists and reporters, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But that also creates Alex Jones. That also creates Milo. That mm-hmm. also creates give me a left wing equivalent so that like people don't get mad at us for being biased. Um, I guess you would say like a Trevor Noah or a, no, a Trevor Oliver. Noah's way more credible than either. Yeah, I know, but I'm we're saying, trying to think uh, of like a I can't daily cost. That not to say that Mark like Mark just said like again has some truth to it, but also has some wildly biased points. And I say that as somebody who subscribes to the newsletter, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I know there's some shit or like Texas like, uh, Jake from the Young Turks will probably be yeah yeah, that, that, yeah that's another yeah yeah I don't know about the Republican Alex Jones, but in, in that sphere. he yeah, so, they, yeah they're like they're usually like opposites. Tommy like, Tommy Lair is another one yeah, that's another yeah exactly you know, yeah. obviously she's again back on the right um, but. I, I, there, there's like a market for this now. I think this is celebrated in in the wake of the inability to achieve material vanity. Uh, the idea of having a voice is now like the thing, the thing to ascribe. To. I mean, we're we're obviously starting a podcast, right? We're like we think we're important. Like, yeah. there's a level of vanity to doing this. Like, I I woke up one day and messaged some dude on the internet saying my voice deserves to be heard, and if you're looking for somebody to have a platform, I'm that nigga. You know what I mean? Like. That's a wildly vain thing to think. Well, here's the thing, um, and a lot of, and I feel like our podcast. What? It, what? It, yes, it's a vain thing to feel like our our voice is important, and that it can. Maybe you don't think my voice isn't important? Fuck y'all. <laughs> and maybe it can like maybe we can say something that can like touch something, and and, and people can gather like some kind of nourishment from whatever we say. That'd be cool. But. Yeah, that's that's the ideal from it. But if you break things down, like I break everything down to like, do I if I want to do if I have the thought of doing something, it's either you do something or you don't do it. And if you don't do it, then you're not doing like that's not living life. Like if you think, let's say, like oh, like I have some interesting thoughts and I want to express myself, then like you should just fucking do it. So I do think there is an element of. Being, you should speak your opinion, regardless of whether you think it. Even if it's not a fully uh, established opinion, you well thought out opinion. Just say something, put something out in the uniform universe. But when you reach the point where like you put it out in the universe, it's like my voice should be heard, but you're not willing to take any other objection to your thoughts or any other criticism or any other like uh, information in to get more information and you're just stuck on this this is my thought and this is right then I feel like then you're not credible like regardless of whether your opinions are on the matter like you're not willing to take in more information and digest that information and maybe be swayed and I have problem problem accepting or giving credibility to your opinion and so forth so if somebody sends us an email tomorrow and says your podcast sucks and it's 50 reasons why are you reading that list Probably. I'm definitely reading that list. How do you not read that list? Okay. I don't need I don't need to I don't need to agree with it. Um but I'm gonna read it and I'm guaranteed there's not of those fifty reasons, I guarantee you there's one or two where I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I can see that. There's more than one or two. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? But nothing's gonna be perfect. If I was Can I be honest? Yeah. This is the, this is what I've arrived at. We're the two worst people to talk about vanity because, like, we're both mad self-critical. This isn't like us sucking our own dicks here. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, really, like, anyone who knows me, like, I'm sure listening to the first five episodes of this podcast, mm-hmm. like, I, I love certain things about myself. I'm very true to who I am. But, like, 
day in and day out, I'm a wildly self-critical person. Probably the only person I've met more self-critical than I is my lovely co-host here, <laughs> who I don't think has said a nice thing about himself since I've known him. Uh, and it's just like, I don't know, like, but what, I think it's you, hard to be vain in a in an intellectual sense. Because, like, in today's day and age, like, I don't... You're a fucking idiot if you think you know more than other people. You're a fucking idiot if you think, like, your, your opinion... Or even, like, your, this is what's crazy, like I said, when I say in today's day and age. It's hard to believe in your facts anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, things I think I know to be absolutely true, I'm not 100% sure are true anymore. Yeah. And, like, maybe maybe that's, you know, the internet tearing us apart. Maybe that's the times mm-hmm. we live in, whatever. But there used to be, and, I, and maybe that's just vanity is my mm-hmm. point. It's mm-hmm. like... Now that we know better, right? Now that we know everything is manipulated, and this is going deep down the rabbit holes we tend to do. But like knowing everything is manufactured, knowing everything can be swayed, and mm-hmm. everything can be you know propagated, if you will. Like, I don't believe a hundred percent in most anything anymore. Yeah, it's like the tough. most I'm committed is like ninety percent, and so that makes me wonder. I step back and I say, when we did believe this, and for the people who do. Are they just vain enough to think they're right? Oh man, I just don't think I don't think people are ready to challenge. Like, let's just say, like I, I think the easiest thing to easiest example would be like a re- religious point of view. So, like, um, regardless of what religion you're you you are or you claim to be, um, there's there's going to be gaps in that theory. And people can poke holes in like religion a lot, no matter what religion it is. So, but if you were born and raised a certain religion, and you know from birth you were taught like this is the right, this is the truth, and all the other religions are wrong, and this is something that you've been, you don't want to like. You're so programmed to like feel that way. You don't want to accept any more information that will. And not only do you not want to accept more information that maybe challenges those thoughts, but it's a sin to even like start to like have those questions and have those doubts, and it's it's it, it, it's challenging your faith and so forth to even like entertain those thoughts. So I feel like ideals have become more that than it is your ability to be like, oh, like yeah, maybe there's some flaws in what I think of what the United States are, what, what religion is, or what, uh, what a democracy is, or what a a Republican is, or what a Democrat is. Like, once those institutions start to, like, people start to poke holes in it, and you accept that information, then you build a whole life based on these, these ideologies, and these theories, and this is how, and, and this is something I deal with, like, as, as, adult as someone who's grows over when I've I've built like lives and opinions based on like family members and what they told me then you find out like your family members like is a fraud it's been a fraud your whole life and then you've you've digested information that you heard from them and it became part of your personality but now this man you know this woman this you know this they've been living a lie and so 
as you get older, you start to challenge a lot more things. Your heroes, you see your heroes fall off. And, like, if you're young listening to this and you're, like, let's say you're, you're a teenager, you're in your 20s. Do like, you think anyone in their teens listens to this podcast? I don't know. You never know, dude. This is... This is these maybe. Are, this, Shout yeah, out to maybe. our high school kids. <laughs> yeah. if y'all out there. But, uh, Stay in school, don't do drugs. But, it, and, but if you're not, if you are, like, our, uh, around our age, like, late 20s to mid-30s, like... You will start to see, like, if you haven't already, like, the people who you thought were your heroes in your life, like, the facades start to, like, be broken down as you get to reach their intellectual levels. You see gaps in the things they tell you, their theories, their, their, what they told you. Parents are the perfect example. Oh, man, your parents are Discovering that your parents are flawed adults and, like, flawed human beings is Mm -hmm. earth-shattering for most people. Uh, I'm lucky enough to come from a very flawed home, so I discovered that very early on. Yeah. But, like... I, I feel like it's one of those things. Sorry about that. Just no, you're good. getting up there. Uh, it's one of those things where if you really grew up in like one of those families where like your mom, or your dad was like you said, like your hero, mm-hmm. and then like you get to a certain age where like you're fairly self-sustainable, you start like adapting to an adult relationship with your parents, mm-hmm. and it's like coming in terms of the fact that like your parents, you know, weren't always perfect. Your parents fuck you met at some party where they were doing coke in a basement, or <laughs> like you know, yeah, your mom like. You, you always knew that, you know, your mom was pregnant before the, your parents got married, but, mm-hmm. like, it turns out it was, like, a way more wild, fucked-up story than you thought. Mm-hmm. It's, like, there's all sorts of situations. And, like, that's the person who taught you everything you know about yeah. the world. And so don't, like, how do you not just immediately, like, freak out? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. The cra- and so, like, everybody goes through that. Like, yeah. so, most people go through that, not everybody. But, like, a lot of people go through that. Well, the crazy thing is, and I have two things to say uh, off of what you said. Hey, one, one is that, um, <laughs> one is like the people who you see now who are having like the, my friends who are like having kids, like a lot, and like some of the girls that like you saw in high school now they got like two or three kids, and you're just like, fuck, that kid's in trouble. Because, like, you know the mom was crazy. You know she was wild. And now she got two or three kids. Mm. Where, like, I wouldn't trust her with, like, one dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. Like, let alone, like, a kid. And you're just like... That's not a slight against those girls. I don't trust me with a dog. Yeah, exactly. And But now you have to fucking... And that, that's, and that is the lady. That's the person that they're going to take a majority of their information from. And you know it's fucking be stupid shit. Like I've had you had a conversation with this girl or this guy, and you know they haven't said anything rational their whole life. And I actually like it's just like you know that that, that like you hope they find another well of information that you know, but they probably won't. Their parents, you know, it's always gonna be that guiding light. I feel like we sound mad preacher right now, just like shitting on all the vain types of people in the world. Um, but well, like on some real <laughs> shit, like. I I truly like I'm with you like I I can't appreciate like how could you be intellectually vain in the era of information how could you like like you said whether that's like questioning what your parents taught you questioning what your boss tells you questioning what you learned in school which is your favorite fucking thing to do mm-hmm. like regardless like how are you not like how are you sure like how are you not asking yourself those questions yeah because they're like those people are out there I know they are. You know what I mean? I used to be one of those people, like who like walk through life, like yeah, nigga, I got this shit figured out. Like, 
All y'all niggas is fucking up. Like, I got the plan. I don't yeah. know how y'all ain't got the plan yet, but the, your yeah. boy come holler at him. Yeah. And it's like, nah, nigga, like, I'm not doing all sorts of dumb shit. I did not have the plan at all. I don't have the plan now. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. And it's like, but I, like, what, what does your life need to look like for you to think that way? And I guess, like, how vain, is, is it possible to be intellectually vain? Yeah, let me ask that. Is it possible to be intellectually vain without being wildly vain in other walks of life? Like, I don't think I could believe I was right about everything unless I also believed, like, I was always in a wicked healthy relationship or I also believed I was incredibly good looking or I also believed, like, I had all the coolest shit or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to be vain in a lot of other ways to believe that you know more than other people. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that necessarily. I think that, like, people hold on to, like, Due to their, whatever their insecurity is, they build up in aspects that they feel like will make them hoist them up and, and feel better in whatever situation they are. So, for example, like, let's say you weren't the cool, popular kid in, you know, your high school or your college or whatever, but you were well-read, you, you studied a lot, and you got into okay. Harvard and so forth. Now where you build your confidence from is being an intellectual and knowing more than people. So where you now now you're stuffing all your energy into like being well versed and well educated on some of these ideals and like the same as guys uh, terrible idiot but goes to the gym ten times a week. Exactly. So you're just like, yeah, no, I know this and you're wrong and it's like your rush and your strength come from being like, no, actually, you're wrong. But can't you only feel that way about a limited amount of things? Like, intellectually, I'm saying. Like, you can only know so much about... So, like, you can't know everything about every topic. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. No, nobody is that well-read and well-rounded, especially in today's day and age of specialization. Mm-hmm. Like, the smartest people in the world are all specialists, right? Yeah. But you see... And but, none of them are arrogant about it. But you... But, yeah, that's a Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also, okay. you see, like, for example, you see, like, the... Especially like when you see like right wing um, uh, people uh, who would like have extreme opinions on what like urban and Black America needs to do in order to like pull themselves up economically, and just like what the fuck, like even the like the vanity and the the arrogance even to speak from uh, on what black people should do in a society when you've never ex- spent one day in the community or like or or spent any time with these people all of a sudden you have something to say i think that's vanity that's arrogance that's vanity and your ideals and assuming that it's it's that you have this master plan and you can because you are taking your experience and putting in these other people who you know nothing about you spend nothing to no time with them, no no time in the community. You might have read a few books and think you understand it. Well, like you don't, because these are these are these are intricate situations, and you don't understand it because you haven't taken taken the time to go in these communities and deal with these people and see that you know. Yeah, but are we all guilty of that? Like we all speak on shit we don't know nothing about. Yeah, but it, to the point. We yeah, need to play sports all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I agree. But I always like I don't know about you, and I don't know why anyone else. Like I always could go into a very grand thought. Like I have a theory about what I think would help, but is it accurate? No, because I know shit about. Like I never played an NBA game in my life. So like 
I can't tell you who the Cavs need to pick up in order to do It's all the fucking... I guarantee half the people who are making the decision don't But what, what I'm saying is, like, I don't... I think most people expressing those views about what to do in the urban community are the same people, like... Like, when straight guys have a view on, like, whether or not trans women should disclose their gender to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't fucking have a clue what it's like to be a trans woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so I was, I was listening to, uh, they were having this debate on The Read. Uh, I was listening to that on the way over. The Read's a great podcast, by the way. Shout out Kit Fury and uh, Crystal, I think her name is. I hope mm-hmm. I got that right. Uh, shit's dope. But they were having this conversation, it's like, People, and this is especially, I guess, since we're talking about vanity today, this is especially true when it comes to, like, sex, right? It's like, mm-hmm. people lie all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, there, there's an expectation with, with trans people, like, if you sleep with a trans partner, there's an expectation they tell you that they're trans, right? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is something in the straight community that's somewhat of a given. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say that's, a, a, like, a, a divided subject. I think most, especially straight men, feel that way. Yeah. It's like... We don't have a fucking clue what it, like, the danger of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't, I don't live a life where, like, if I, like, tell most women, like, who I am that, like, I might get murdered in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, like, all sorts of fuck shit that comes with it. And it's like, but we all speak on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, those, and I think those conversations are necessary. Like, you, you need to speak your ignorance to be able to learn. Yeah. That, like, that's a fact. I won't, I have no problem with, like, Country bumpkin white folks tell me what they think's wrong with the hood, yeah. even though they've never like come to it. Yeah. Because like, how the fuck else am I ever gonna get the opportunity to say to them like, "Nah, I'm a nigga. Like, this is kind of what it's like. Why don't you come for a ride? Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, let me let me take you through the hood. Like, see what that shit's really like, and come tell me then what you think about it. The I, same way, like, I don't know shit about farming. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what growing wheat entails. Yeah. I think that like more so now, like. And I think this election period. I think this election period is like we were making everyone's making assumptions on how people were living and how people were thinking. And like, there was this lost category of like poor white people that no one was speaking to, because we all assume like I know as African American we say, oh yeah, they're white, they probably got this shit together and so forth. But there is a lot of like. There is like an ignorance of like where we make assumptions about people's lives that we have no idea. I'm I'm as fault to it as anyone else. And it's like so like I don't know what like I initially like when you said the trans thing I was like yeah why they should disclose it, but then I didn't I didn't think about the repercussion as it's like someone who's like extremely uh, transphobic. Being yeah. a violent I, mean, by, I don't, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but this is what I mean. Like, not even like extremely transphobic, like or just transphobic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I, let me ask you this question. I, I, well, I'll try and steer back on top of that But like, if you slept with a girl mm-hmm. and you found out later on in life, like a, a year or two later, like yeah. she used to be a dude before you met her. Yeah. Would you feel like you were, like she was obligated to tell you that? Yeah, I, I feel like disclosing that information should have been like to the forefront or like it should there's ways to test the water on like if they're about it like why because because i feel like that should be a a discussion like if you're if 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 i'm if if it was the other way around let's say i was a a trans like you were born a woman yeah i was born a woman i would be like yeah i'm gonna have that discussion with you because like it is something that's unique and it, I, I mean, like, you disclose certain... I just feel like you disclose as much information as you should when you're... Do you like, disclose your entire personal 
identity to every person you have sex with. Because I don't know about you, like, I've definitely fucked people who don't know my real name. I know, I don't, I don't think I've, I've I mean, I've, yeah. You never I'm, lied to get pussy ever in your life. No, nah, I don't, I, I've never lied to get pussy. I just, I, he's the it, one, ladies. Yo, how's the boy? <laughs> only Chris Allen. He's single. Come scoop a nigga while he's out here. So okay, I never met a grown man in my life, especially in his thirties, who has never lied to get pussy. Here's, that is incredible. Here's here's why. I'm gonna get you a plaque, my nigga. For here's real. why I never. I went like so long. Like I was awkward for like so long that like I was just like, well, I'm just gonna be myself. And then that's once I started to be myself. That's when I started to like get be able to get women so like i always felt like yeah i'm just gonna be myself for like this obviously is working i never wanted to like lie or manipulate someone in order to like be with me like if i wasn't and maybe it's me being like if i'm not good enough then like i don't want to be in this situation anyways you know no see, i respect that but i was like this is what i mean like i I've told smaller laws, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, put it this way. I've definitely, uh, I remember there was one such situation. My car was in the shop. I had my boys with, my boy mm-hmm. uh, was a mechanic. He had like nine cars. Yeah. Uh, so he let, me, he let me one of his cars for the weekend or whatever. I was driving this fire BMW all weekend. Yeah. We went out or whatever. I met Shorty. Yeah. And we go to go back to the crib. She got, you know, comes outside. She's like, oh, is this your car? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm driving. Yeah. So I, I ain't, you know what I mean? It's just like, so if you meet Shorty, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you beautiful ass fat. Like, you got, Yo, busted there like that shit was wild. It was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She didn't lie. She didn't tell you like nah. Like that. It, it ain't nothing about that a lie. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. like it's a lie of omission, if you will. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like I don't. Now I think it's fucked up if you like date somebody for like a lengthy period. Of yeah. Time but how do you tell somebody? Okay. But, like I don't tell one night stands that shit. Like yeah. why would you? I don't know. Like, I was wild, dangerous. I if if I was. It is dangerous to that to certain extent, especially if you're like a trans person, then you have to think about that. But I think there's also ways to fill it out. Like if I was a trans person, maybe I would say something about, excuse me, about like trans a trans person and see how they reacted. They reacted negatively. Then I wouldn't even want to be with someone. If let's say like I said, let's say for instance we're in this universe, you couldn't tell who was black, and mm-hmm. then like. I mentioned something about like a black person and then like the girl who I was hitting on was like oh no I just can't do it. and I ain't fucking with black dudes like I don't want to be with that person and so like for, even to the point where like I don't need to disclose it because I don't want to be around that person so as a trans person if someone was like you're talking to a person and, and you mentioned something let's say you tested the wire and you're like yo like yeah uh, my friend she, He's or she's trans, whatever, and then um, they they react. Yeah, they're disgusted. Then that is not the fucking person who. Why would you even want to even go? I don't even understand why why you would hang with someone who is like that judgmental and and boxed off to that. I don't want to. That tells you one. This can get violent, and they find out, or they find out in the future. Uh, and this is not the type of person who you should be around, anyways. Like this is, uh, you know, like I've 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 had like trans people who were like like let's say like I've trans people that I had, like connected with on like a dating app and so forth. I didn't know they were trans, and they were just like, yo, like yeah, uh, just to let you know I'm trans. And I've been like, oh yeah, you know, I respect that. It's like it's not what I'm 
into, but you know, I cool shit. You I know, guess my like, question is, would you be into it if you never knew? I, I mean, like, I and is that like a violation to you? I'm not, not, that's I guess like that's that's what I'm confused by on that argument. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there's a lot of shit about people I don't know until much later. And I'm with you. Like, I'm a very upfront guy. Like, I talk about my shit, and similar to your point about like kind of testing out the waters, I do yeah. that shit with like the queer shit all the time. Yeah, uh, like I always throw some shit out there like that, and like I don't fuck with homophobic people really. Yeah, but on the flip side. I've definitely thrown some shit out there and gotten like some wild responses like, oh, I like fucking kill all these faggots. Like, yeah. I can't believe they're pushing the gay agenda, man. Yeah. And yeah. so I'll just stay low key quiet uh-huh. and then fuck that girl's brains out uh-huh. and then tell her I'm bi later. Yeah. Which is or like. Bi parent, Yeah. So, see, I wouldn't even want. Like, my thing is like, if. Like, I wouldn't even want to deal with that person if, like, if that's. I don't want to be in that zone with them. I don't want to connect with that person. Because so we you, don't have you any, just, have, you, we don't do, have you any feel comment. like sex is like a way more, like, intimate thing? It, I, I just. Not even sex. Just like, the, just, like, the energy to be around someone that's just, like. And, like. I can be around that, anyone, Yeah, people yeah. Want, well, like, yeah, and I and I agree. I mean, like, I, I'm sure I have like older family members that are just like extremely like homophobic or something like that, and just just that's Shout just all the family members are racist, bro. Yeah, and and, and that's just a, and the, yeah, and that's just the era where they grew up with. Like, you you love them and whatever. Um, but like, if it's like a, a young uh, a young person who's just like judging people, yeah. like that's just that's just difficult. Yo, how cool that. is our generation for that? Yeah, it is officially like, not cool to judge niggas in like this generation. Not exactly. our generation, but probably like the like one or two below us. Like kids yeah. are like twelve, thirteen now. I mean, it is like fundamentally uncool to like bully. Yeah, people. exactly. And I think that's it's it's cool. It's a little bit to the point where it's like over. Oh, we reaching this point of oversensitivity to where no, like fact. you should be able to like make fun of shit. <laughs> but that's what, uh, why. Yeah, getting to get to our broader point, trying to loop back things. The only reason it should be okay to make fun of people mm-hmm. is because it makes you feel better. It makes all of us feel better, right? Like that's yeah. why you tell jokes. Like yeah. I crack a joke on you, me and twenty other people laugh, and you're supposed to laugh along, or you're kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the idea of that is like, so long as I tell the joke well enough, everybody else will laugh, and yeah. I feel good about myself for being entertaining, mm-hmm. and like you at least feel good about the amount of attention you're getting at that moment, and that is all self-serving to our own vanity, right? Mm-hmm. What about that's good? Well, okay, here's... Like, I'm with it. Like, I, I love telling jokes. I love shitting on niggas. I'm a hater of all haters. So, like, I'm, I'm in no way trying to get that out of here because I won't be important anymore. <laughs> but, like... Well, there's a... Um, there is just style... There's just elements of jokes where it's like... You, you should be able to tell jokes and not be criti- criticizing and not being, like, judgmental with the person... But like, like I, I feel like, and I'm in a weird space because I feel like you know, like white people or other ethnicity should be free to say black jokes, because I don't want, I don't, I want to be treated as equal. So if I'm allowed to say Asian jokes or Indian jokes or like, I just feel like we, yeah. we I want to be in a society where you can say. You're free to say, and and if it makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm not gonna be like, yo, like. I'd be like, yo, that's fucking like that was stupid. It wasn't funny. 
And I'm not going to be angry. It was just a shitty joke. And it was more fucking like insulting than it was. Like, I feel like there should have that room to do. Yeah, because okay, that, so that, here's, that here's adds, things you, you understand as a comic that most the general public doesn't understand. Uh-huh. There's a difference between jokes and insults. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the line. Because you, you said it perfectly. Like, and that's why I cut you off. I don't mean to. But no, you, you were saying, like... I, I find it more insulting than anything. It's like, if it's insulting, it's not, it's usually not funny. Insulting yeah. people isn't funny. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck you, you're fat. Yeah. And, and like, you get a chuckle out of it, but it's yeah. mostly just me. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas, like, crafting a great joke about, like, a fat dude who has an addiction to donuts and then, like, drowns mm-hmm. in a vat of jelly. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, not that I tell jokes for a living, but, like, you need to be able to understand the difference, and I don't mm-hmm. think this like super soft generation gets yeah and now jokes are insulting to them though. yeah exactly and even if it's like comes from like and, and the place it comes from a joke comes from is it says a lot too like even if it's a bad joke like mm-hmm. if it comes from like a place where like this person just doesn't understand that or he's just he just tells shitty jokes and it didn't land now it just sounds awkward I still feel like there should be room for that joke to be said without people being like, oh, fuck him, fire him from this station or make him lose his job. It's like, no, like everyone chill the fuck out. It was a joke. It was a bad joke. Like, let's move on. Everything's so fucking serious now. So, like, regardless, like, I feel like part of part of being a melting pot and really being a melting pot and really everyone being inclusive and being one is the ability like with our friends like with my group of friends which is like it's like me like I have black friends I have Jatin who's like you know Indian and shout, I have, out shout out Jis he does all that's my guy and, it, and it, but we have like a ton of different like my boy Zach who's white uh, Kave who's who's uh, from uh, Persian or so like your regular it. squad is it's, mad it's, diverse, yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. So, but it's it's it is no holes barred. It's like oh yeah, going, yeah. It's nothing's off the table, nothing. And so like that in that zone, there's equality. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like black jokes aren't going to come up or Indian jokes are not going to come up or like you know white jokes. Everything and it's and it's at that point where like everyone's just like oh fuck it like. Nothing. Nothing can be said where we're just like unless it's a direct insult, and you know what it is at that point because it's not funny. But I, I feel like a society needs to be like that, and it has to be as as much as black people needs to be like yo, like fuck it, like go off, say whatever you need to say. Like we're still doing our thing. Like we can't. I feel everyone should feel that way. Everyone should like, feel that way. I in no way condone bullying, but teasing is all right, man. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody needs and deserves to be teased. To yeah. a, like, I feel like that's part of the reason people are so overly self confident. Mm-hmm. And I, I know one of the things you wanted to get to is kind of the, the impact of social media and what, like, kind of like what that does to our vanity and our self expression. One, one of the things that I think you talk about that overly sensitive generation, like. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say anything out of line. You can't have a letter out of line anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it used to be like in the old, good old days of the internet, mm-hmm. you did some shit on the internet and a bunch of people you didn't know and could never identify yeah. told you what a piece of shit you were and then mm-hmm. you went home and cried. Mm-hmm. And then the next generation of kids went home and killed themselves. Yeah. And the next generation of kids started identifying those people. Mm-hmm. And the next generation of kids started identifying, finding, and beating and harassing those people. Mm-hmm. And the next generation of kids made the people who were bullies 10, not 10, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 
Now, terrified to be bullies on the internet. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is we've now gone way past that point to the point where bullies can't even come online anymore, right? Like, you, you say you could comment on somebody's photo and say, oh, that's kind of an ugly picture. Mm-hmm. And you'll have your, your profile banned on whatever yeah. fucking site you're on, you know what yeah. I mean? Because you're harassing somebody. It's like, I'm not harassing. You post a photo, you look fucking ugly. And I told you you look fucking <laughs> ugly. It's my opinion. You put your shit on public forum. Yeah. I'll tell you how I fucking feel about it. it. Like, that's not crazy to do, but you can't do that anymore. Yeah, which, and so everyone thinks they're perfect because no one can criticize them. Which I think, like, that, like, that is what the internet is. It's the internet is, is, is fucking, like, if you post something up to the internet, it's you've entered the contest where you can get good, good feedback or you can get some shitty feedback. And, like, you should know that. Like, if I post something, like, I expect, like, some bullshit to be said. Like, at least from one of my friends, I'm going to say some shit like, you know, some, some something negative, but something funny, you know? But I feel like we can't live in this bubble where you, you're you only getting fed good information. Because you don't build those muscles to be able to deal with, like, negativity. And, and even, I, I, yes, I'm not, I was, everyone was bullied to a certain extent. Um, and I'm not I'm not for bullying, but I feel like there is an element in my life that if it wasn't for bullying and overcoming bullying, that like I would be who I was, who I am today. Like I feel like oh absolutely not, bro. Yeah. So like how you, you, you know what bullying is like in a fucking like group home with a bunch of convicted like oh, murderers. Dude, yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> like, that. Bullying. Was like, yo, like, figure out what set you with and see how many times you want to get stabbed this weekend, nigga. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, shit was wild. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you, you, so how do you, so how do you feel about, like, the fact that, like, we're entering this, this period where, like, no one can, you, it's almost this, like, like, this soft, like, overprotective group of society or, or, or these generations where, like, you can't do safe zones and, and colleges and so forth like that. When it's like, dude, there's not gonna be a safe zone when you go into the workforce and they tell you, you this work is shit. So that that brings up, and I don't want to get too tangential, but that brings up a very interesting conversation that's happened to somebody the other day. It's like you you say that right, like you can't have a, a quote unquote safe space in the in the work environment. Mm-hmm. And I think most people who hold that view are of the opinion that like. You get to the work environment and, like, you get what you signed up for. Like, you knew what you were coming into and, like, mm-hmm. this is the place and this is how they do things. And if you're not cool, that kick rocks. Yeah. And they got traditionally the mindset. Mm-hmm. I am polar opposite to that. Mm-hmm. If you, like, I think when you come into a, a new job environment, mm-hmm. if you think you have a lot to offer, and again, this is probably a vain thought, but if you think you have a lot to contribute to that team, to that company, mm-hmm. right, and you are uncomfortable with the way they procedurally do things, the culture of that con- company... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should try and blend in or whatever, but and pick your shots, obviously. Mm-hmm. But do as much as you can to change that culture. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my last job was like, we had a lot of people who did that, some with varying degrees of success. But mm-hmm. a lot of people weren't afraid to kind of buck that trend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We had people who started book clubs at that job. We had people who started like mandatory days off because there was mad people who just like wouldn't take days off and like mm-hmm. self care programs. Yeah. And people, like people who started like wellness initiatives or what we stocked in the fucking kitchen. Like yeah. all that shit's like important to be doing. Yeah. And so one of my favorite stories I, I tell people. Uh, my second job out of college, I was working as a, a web designer, UX designer at mm-hmm. this uh, startup event planning company. Mm-hmm. And about four months into working there, like 
my boss is just wild misogynist. Mm-hmm. And there's no like stereotype anyone, but it's just like fat, like a fucking Indian dude, and he's just like wild, like old, like not, I can't even say old school, because that like writes it out, like just grossly misogynist. Like mm-hmm. wouldn't take meetings with like women who represented certain clients, would like call the client, be like, how dare you like send a woman to meet me? Like mm-hmm. wouldn't shake women's hands, would say like all sorts of shit to like women we worked with, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, yo, you. Yo, why don't you like literally like why don't you go get me lunch like go make me a sandwich type shit wow. like oh like oh like, like yo you didn't wear any makeup today like you really go home to your boyfriend looking like that like shit like that like Dude. wild misogyny shit uh-huh. and so like when I quit that job like I came in uh, <laughs> no notice came in took me to like time to the project I was just like yeah I'm good I'm done. And like we spent like thirty minutes going back and forth, and he was like, "Well, I don't, I don't get it. Was it is the money? Is the blah blah blah?" And I was like, "Nah, bro. Like it's you. Like you're a piece of shit. You treat <laughs> women like shit, and I'm not standing for it. Uh-huh. And I know like my value to this company is higher than like, <laughs> like I'm in a position where I get to challenge you, mm-hmm. and that really set the path for me moving forward. And it's like you can't be scared to challenge like the authority figure in your workplace, mm-hmm. like." I've been fired a fucking million times. I don't give a shit. Fire me, my nigga. I'm very employable. I get hired again every time. It's been happening since I was 13, 14 years and counting. I keep getting hired. So fire me. I don't give a shit, but I'm going to say what's on my mind. I think a lot of people, like, a lot of people of the old guard are uncomfortable with that idea. That a bunch of 24-year-olds going to come in the workforce and be like, what do you mean we don't have a safe space? Fuck you, we're making a safe space. Yeah. Because they, you know what I mean? And, and fuck you, we're having nap time and like all this other dumb shit. And it's like, some of those aren't bad ideas. You know what I mean? Like, respecting women in the workplace isn't a wildly controversial idea. Not like sexually harassing the gay dude in your office yeah. isn't like a wildly controversial idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I mean, I, th- I think from from the beginning, like, I've talked about my opinion on just traditional, traditional work setting. And so forth. True, but yeah. I think there is. Um, we we're still in this like this this section of time where like a large majority of our bosses are baby boomers and like they're from that traditional like and you're from like you can make those cultural changes inside your workplace like if you're in a startup and you're in your bosses are maybe like you know early early forties late thirties and so forth. But if you work for like a, a Goldman Sachs and shit, like you're not changing shit in there. Like if you were, if you just spent like all your money getting a finance degree. Now you're in a Goldman Sachs and you're working that. Like yeah. try and change that culture. You be out yeah. here fucking at, and then try to get get, get fired. Yeah, from yeah, it's gonna be fucking tough, dude. So you kind of. It, there is elements where you can do that, but there's elements where it's like that's very it's true. It's very risky, man. And you're in that good old boys club, and you better, you know. So you have to almost swallow your pride for a little bit until you can call your own shot. Um, well, I tell everybody, we're gonna start it. Yeah, we're gonna start it, but work for yourself. I think we are going. We are entering this period where like things are going to become more. Um, well, you see it because of the tech companies, like the I mean, the, yeah, those are those are the companies that's innovative on like working settings and then like structures and so forth. And I'm hoping that's like a a a, a flash into what we're gonna see in the future, to where like you're not seeing these traditional old school models for business, and you start to see more where you can work at home and you can you if you're pregnant and you have a baby 
well, like, yeah, you can get your maternity leave and then you can slowly start working from home for the next couple years until your kids are off to school and shit like that. Like, common sense shit like that. Like, I don't even know why I'm on this. I forget our main topic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but there needs to be... In, in general, in, and we need to do, I think we need to do um, a podcast just on, like, I have this whole theory that it's the thing. I'm a man of many theories. I'm a man of many theories. <laughs> Most of them I don't follow. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I realize them in the video. But I had this thing that's like the most detrimental things to most relationships and most people's lives are things that they do not say. Absolutely. So, like, you look at, like, say your, yeah, yeah. So, like, especially like the relationships. Like, and I'm like super observant to like people's like relationships. Like, usually the ones that I'm not in. <laughs> no, <laughs> single people, single people always tell you the most about your relationship. Exactly. But they have to oh, like, the yeah. <laughs> But, like, you'll see, like, I can see, I can, like, especially women with their, uh, their emotions on their sleeves. And I can, like, see women, like, when they're interacting with, like, their their boyfriends and shit. I can see, like, oh, like, there's something that's not connecting with her. Or she wants to say something. Or it's just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, all unfolds. It's, like, a rhythm. And I get all hippie every once in a while. But it's, like, uh, just, like, a rhythm that, like, you can see when people are on the same wavelength and shit like that. And everything's out in the open. And so you can feel that energy and shit. But when there's something that's not said or it's, like, even, like, with, like observing my parents' relationships and so forth. Like, and other people who I know, it's just, like, the thing that I see the most detrimental to, like, relationships is just, like, the things that you you may need in that relationship, you may need from that other person, but you don't know how to express it. And that's the same thing with, like, working and life and shit like that. And I think, like, there's a large portion of society, and I feel like that's the importance of us doing our podcast. This is us saying something in the best way we can. Um, because there's so many people that feel like have the same opinion as us, uh. in, or, or at least closely. <laughs> they they may have like they may have like touched a little bit of what we think, but a little bit uh, we think we're a little bit maybe too liberal or a little bit like too conservative on some issues. But I think for the most part, they don't like how things are going. They don't like people being oversensitive over a lot of things, but they don't want bullying. You know, they they want this middle ground. And all, but all we hear is voices from the extreme left or the extreme right of these issues. And I think a large majority of people are in this middle ground where it's like, yeah, we don't want bullying, but um, this is a little bit too much. But you know what? I got shit to do. I ain't got time to be arguing with you over bullying and what degrees of bullying. So I'm just not going to say shit. So we just hear these two extreme voices, but I don't think that we there's this silent majority of people who just aren't saying shit. And because it's become toxic to be a centrist, to be moderate, to not it to be is. unopinionated. It's like you need to have a divisive, like unique opinion on everything. It's like, yo, my nigga, like on some real shit, like I don't care about that many things on that yeah. big, like serious of a level. Like I have an opinion on a bunch of shit, but like you were saying earlier, like you gotta be open to new ideas. Like, I just think a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, sure, like, if I think some shit and you can, like, prove to me the reason it's some other shit, then, like, cool. Like, I, I'm happy to change my mind. That's been my viewpoint as long as I can think back, really, at this point. Yeah. Like, 11, 10 years old. And so, I guess, like, there... There's some sort of a, a thirst for centricism, I'd like to think, that 
people understand that not every not everything can be lived in black and white, right? Like the world is made up of gray matter. Yeah. Uh, and so to be able to tap into that uh, and to be able to identify that, like that's that's where truth lies. I think it's something that a lot of people are just missing these days. Uh, it's a lot of one of the things we used to depend a lot on news media for. It's something that we used to depend on celebrity for at one point. And I, I think now more than ever, getting back to our point on. Uh, you know, whether or not you can trust your own facts these days, like, nobody believes anything in the middle to be 100% true because they assume it's, uh, like, covering up something further left or further right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, like, you're you're not allowed to be in the middle because people just think you're a lot. Yeah, and like, all... I, I, I don't know. Like, I think that's shitty. Yeah, and also I think that, like, another element that you have, when you're in the middle, you get you get ridiculed or you get... Um, you get Attacked by both sides, then. Oh, always. So that becomes just three. You know how many times in the same week I've been called like a libtard, and then uh, like two days later get called like, uh, like a um, you know MRA activist. Yeah, it's, it's like when like how how does that work? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it's just like it's so fucking stupid. It's exhausting to the point where I think a lot of people are just like. Yeah, but, like, I just don't want to fucking say anything. I don't have time. I don't give a fuck about this shit. I'm going to live my own life. And, like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to fight this guy. I'm going to fight this guy. And I'm really in this space where it's just, like, I can give two shits. Like, yeah, like, you know, kids get bullied. It shouldn't happen. But you know what? I got bullied. I turned out all right. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you know, I think we're just in that we're in this weird time where like people, I think pe- more people in the middle who I think we we we're in this period where like a lot of people who are like kind of on the fence about a lot of things are not voicing their opinion, and so all we hear are these voices from each spectrum that are very loud, and we're not hearing the people who are just like pretty level headed and are just like yo like we should fucking just stop all the fuckery. We know what's right. We know what feels right. And let's have discussions instead of attacking people. But we won't do that. Where do you think that changed? I think... I think it was... Oh, man. I know it's a wild It is a wild... We'll do that another time. Yeah. That's a a big question. And I've been... It's one of those questions I've been thinking about a lot. Like, when the things start to turn to this point where like everything's getting over sensitive I think just people are people who just got sick of this the fuckery of bigotry and misogynistic and racism and shit like that so yeah they, but that shit's been happening forever That's yeah and I think people just get, once people got a, a once you had a voice to be able to speak on Twitter and speak on Facebook and people felt like they had the green light to speak about it people, more people started speaking about it and then like, oh yeah, like yeah, I don't like this shit. And, and for some reason, it just got tipped over to too far. Where we're like monitoring everyone's speech to the point where like it's threatening free speech. Oh uh, no, yeah, I don't, I don't think in today, today's day and age, free speech. You know, like that's almost like a euphemism. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like the people advocating for it are the same people trying to shoot people for this. Exactly. On both sides of the spectrum. And the fact that they can't see is the most disturbing. Yeah, like I, I, I guarantee. Yeah, I almost said guarantee because I don't want to get us in trouble. But like, <laughs> I, I'd be willing to bet. And you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll ever make it to two hundred fifty episodes. 
know what I mean? It, yeah. Whether or not we want to is a different topic. But I'm saying, like, if we were to keep doing this, yeah. I don't know that we would be able to survive 250 episodes without getting, like, pulled off the air or arrested for some of the shit we just say. I feel like... Oh, Which is so anti-American, it yeah. hurts my red, white, and blue insides. There's two... There's two I'm bleeding three colors. In case there, <laughs> there's two things I would say to that. I, one, I, I think we're pre- our, our views are pretty moderate. I'm sure we'll say something eventually that would be, like, pretty... Uh, if our audience, I guess, not coming in a good mood. I come in a mad centrist economy. <laughs> shit, this is terrible content. Yeah, I should come in on some fuck shit. Get us in trouble. Yeah, I, going viral. But here's nigga. the thing: like, I'm that like, especially like if like we reached a point where like we can get in trouble, it means that our audience grown to the level where like we can sustain outside of like a corporate career. Like, I don't give like if I'm like at a level of like. A Milo or like a, Bro, if I uh, ever pay my bills off a of podcast, do or, or off of any media yeah. format. I, I just, I just, I think there needs, there has to be that element of society that doesn't give a fuck. There has yeah. to be that guy, and I think so. Uh, so I, like, that, that that's the biggest vanity question. Sorry, I, I feel like I cut you off. No, no you did. Apologize. Is the is the ability to not give a fuck the ultimate vanity? And it like, if so, that's healthy as shit. Because I agree with you, like. The best people know how to not give a fuck. I don't even. I but think, it's a balance. I think. I, I think that it, one, it is a balance. But I think I don't even. I would consider that not vanity because the people who I've like, I like the most, or I can't even say like the most. The people that like I appreciate a lot are like, like Adam Sandler, who just doesn't doesn't give a shit. Like, we'll show to the war show in, like, Tim's and sweatpants and just, like, doesn't give a shit. Uh, and just lives by his own, like, the Carlins and shit like that who are just, like, they're just going to say what they want to say. They don't give a shit. They don't care about your, your fashion ideals. They're going to, they don't give a shit about, like, what you think is right. They're going to give you truth and you don't like it. You can go fuck yourself. Like, that's not vanity. That's just, like, a commitment to, like, who they are. Yeah. That's only like you. Uh, I'm not saying this to be disrespectful, but like you only view it that way because you agree with them. Like mm-hmm. there's plenty of people you could say about who like fit, like look and fit like look at Migos. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of people because like Migos don't give a fuck about anyone, right? Migos dresses flashy as fuck. They loud as fuck. They brash as fuck. They like people view them as vain. Not really. Like they don't. They like. But that's what I'm saying. Like not giving a fuck to me is an utter expression of vanity. It's saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, you! All you fucking plebeians just aren't on my level. No, you couldn't. I, you couldn't understand shit the way I understand it. I think there's. I think there's certain. Levels. You don't think Carlin feels that way? Felt that way? I you think, think Sandler feels that I way. Think, Louis I, C.K. I think there's an element of like um, Steve Jobs, Carlin, Carlin that definitely I, he would say that like yeah like he, there's a vanity in his thought and it's probably more of that intellectual vanity too it was like are you guys fucking idiots you can't see this shit mm-hmm. like let me break it down so you guys can see this shit um I don't know so much with Sandler he seems like he's just a goofy guy who just like puts his he doesn't doesn't care he just like I'm just done with this I idea like of Adam what Sandler cares way more than you were giving him Oh, why did you keep on making those shitty movies? Did you see <laughs> Funny People, bro? Funny People was probably like the last like solid like movie with like. But I'm saying um, like, yeah. knowing he was like obviously like wrote and produced that shit, uh-huh. it's very clear he cares a lot about what other people think and see him as. Okay, so I would say like, 
an interesting like interesting person I would say is like a young thug yeah who would be there is vanity there but there's a because like you can he is flashy he is in, in like jewelry and so forth mm-hmm. and he praises a lot of the money and shit like that but he is there's an element of him where he's just like yo like I can like I'll dress like I'll wear a dress or like I'll do certain things that like uh, a large portion of the mainstream media and the population especially in the hip hop culture would be like oh this dude's gay or he's acting gay or something like that and he just doesn't care so what is that because there is vanity in the fact that he does wear like designer shit jewelry and all this shit but there's another element to where like he doesn't care about what a large portion of his demographic hip hop demographic would like think that think negatively about him and he just doesn't care so like what is what's what is that like what there's obviously vanity in there but it What's what's his element to where he's just like oh well like yeah I'm vain about this now where the Gucci there's those still things that don't I feel like should be like why if you would like position yourself like let's say in wear a dress where people in hip hop community would like that's masculine quote unquote would look negatively on you then I feel like then why do you need a Gucci belt and all this jewelry like. It doesn't make any sense. Those things, things like how, like that, that's my whole point, though. I think it, it very like it's cyclical. Like the the ability to reject some norms usually involves you embracing another. Mm. Ooh, yeah. that's yeah. deep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Y'all caught that shit. Go ahead and put that one in your papers. Cite me in your bibliography. But like on some real shit, like isn't that kind of how it works? Like whatever you don't give a shit about, you overcompensate for in other ways. Uh-huh. And so like. You know, it, at many points in my life, like, I was fucking crushing pussy, right? When mm-hmm. I was, like, 19, 20 years old, just mm-hmm. over here, male slut of the century, just yeah. fucking everything, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's what I prioritized. So I didn't give a shit about relationships. I didn't give a shit about what mm-hmm. people thought. I didn't really give a shit about money or, you know, mm-hmm. I gave a shit about shit that would impress girls. So mm-hmm. my apartment, my car, how mm-hmm. much actual cash I had made. You know how many times I left my house with thousands of dollars in cash and $12 in the bank? <laughs> I do that shit all the time. Show up to a party with like eight racks on me, $4 <laughs> in my bank account. No, goddamn well, I need 70, 100 of these eight racks to go pay rent and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, mad dumb shit. Uh, but that's just like what you do to overcompensate. And so, that changes throughout time. So, like, you mentioned before, it, like, you can get to a point with your intellectual, like, uh, or Carlin with, uh, was the example. You get to a point with your intellectual vanity, right, mm-hmm. where you stop giving a fuck about those things like appearances, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Steve Jobs and uh, Mark Zuckerberg talk about this all the time, like, the, mm-hmm. the idea of wearing the same thing every day to eliminate the need for that choice. Mm-hmm. It essentially eliminates that, you know, physical vanity decision from your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you are tabling that portion of your personality. And, and because of that, he's able to, you know, invent all of this wild shit, right? Mm-hmm. But he'll never be the most fashionable guy in the world. No. Now, you know, who's the, you know, if you're an incredibly brilliant fashion designer, you're like, you're not any worse of a person because you wear lavish shit every day. Mm-hmm. It's just like you tabled the part of your brain maybe you could have used to build a computer and decided to design dope print button downs instead. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, and so I don't, I don't think one is necessarily more important than the other. I think understanding what you do well and the reasons you do it is what enables you to be a complete person. 
And so I think all of us allow vanity to get in our ways, and a lot of people embrace their own vanities as though it's productive, and very few people are able to look at their biases and say, okay, like, this is exactly where I'm getting this from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do a lot of talking on this podcast about the ability to look in the mirror, look behind you, and see who's pulling the strings. And a lot of the times, like, who's pulling the strings is just younger you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the places you came from and the things that influence you. Uh, and to, to be critically self-aware to a point that you can be truly humble in all walks of life is damn near impossible. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I think I think you said something uh, very profound in the fact that like your ability to look at like some of these elements that they are kind of like personality hurdles to like the things that you're trying to overcompensate because of usually earlier uh, experience in life that girl you didn't get or. That got that dude in class that said you were this or said you were that. You got teased at that. Now mm-hmm. you're overcompensating. The teacher for those told things. you you couldn't do whatever subject. Yeah. yeah, and it's almost like, yeah, you probably like became successful in a certain area due to that trauma, but is it still benefiting you? And it's like hard to look at those things. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I try to look at those things all the time. Sometimes. And what did you miss out on? What did yeah. I mean? No, I mean, like, it, as, as a result of that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard yeah, this story yeah, yeah, today yeah, as a, a kid in, uh, where's Nairobi? Nigeria, right? No. Mm, uh, I don't know. Kenya. Yeah, okay. Nairobi's in Kenya. I'll, I'm 90% sure. I'm getting <laughs> fucking killed. Uh, there's a kid from Nairobi, 17 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering the story correctly, he was the, the first African uh, male to be accepted into some, like, elite ballet academy over in London, mm-hmm. right? Kids started dancing three years ago. Really? He, he just, like, no one ever exposed him to it. He went as a joke because his, like, little sister or niece or something was going, and, like, he had to take her. Uh-huh. He was like, fuck it all, like, come and check it out just to, like, make a fool out of himself. Uh-huh. And it's now, like, you know, like, this fucking phenom. Wow. That's what I mean, like, because somebody along the line told him he shouldn't dance because he's a man and men don't dance ballet, as you know, we're often told, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure that was something he never even bothered to explore. Yeah. And stumbled into something where he literally could be one of the best in the world at it and never would have otherwise known. I always question myself thinking, like, what could have been that thing? Like, I, There's probably mad shit I am amazing at that I have no idea about. Yeah. Because somewhere when I was five, somebody told me I wasn't supposed to do that and I've never even explored it again. I, I that's think, fucking sad. I think I think a lot of people, especially in our society that we're living now, where like you you have to figure out this shit so early, and then you you Yo. get on these paths, and you're, and you're on this path for like ten years before you like you realize that oh shit, I just like writing, or I like I just like playing the guitar. I knew I like I like playing music. I knew I had these ideals in my head. I should have started this when I was thirteen, but like. Dad said, like, the math was the way to go, and this is how you get a stable career, and I got on that path. I feel like there's a lot more. And I think that's just, I think this is why people are so, like, we're in this in this space where a lot of people aren't, like, truly, completely satisfied with life and completely happy, and we're dealing with a lot of uh, different levels of depression in societies because people aren't being true to themselves and following these and we don't live in a society that allows you the flexibility and the and, and the ropes to catch you if you fall for taking these uh, risks um, and so I feel like there's a large percentage of people who missed their calling that should have done something and knew they should have done something and 
and just didn't do it and now it's too late to turn around let me ask you this do you think that works in reverse because i hear that argument often from my creative friends mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends in creative careers and you know everybody always makes that that comparison you know people who pick up art later in life or music or writing or comedy or like and, and you I feel like that is something people do more frequently than mm-hmm. say a you know a dancer who discovers he's really good at fucking coding uh-huh. you know what I mean or yeah. a, a photographer who learns that he's a great mechanic one of my favorite people in the world my buddy Ben mm-hmm. uh, he, he's like a he's a car photographer mm-hmm. uh, he's also like a, a hard like one of the best car guys I know obviously uh-huh. great with his hands uh, and that fascinates me because there's so few people I know like that yeah who are you know tactical and creative I'll tell you a story so I love cooks I'll tell you a story that like I still think about it to this day so uh one of my so one of my friends is is he's a, a musician and uh he's had like some mid-level successes um some like sparks of high-level successes and like a roller coaster and I say now he's probably like in the lower moment of like his rise he's, he's about to like fade away and my other friend who was like um had tried it out and like kind of stayed and it's like worked a normal job but like trying to did it on the side and so forth he was telling me about a conversation they had and he was like yeah he was like yeah, I'm really trying to get into the, back into the industry as far as this is concerned, A, B, and C. Uh, and the dude who's had various levels of success said, told him, like, do you really want to do this? Like, I would reconsider. I would probably, like, just, you know, you know just do something, like, stable, do something, like, you know, like, do, you know, finish school and just you know do your thing man because like this this is crazy game this is a crazy way of life and I knew from and this is my friend just telling me this story like kind of like in passing and so forth not really realizing how important that was that this guy has chose a creative aspect and he's really good at it but didn't get the success that he thought he should have gotten out of it and now he's thinking that, oh fuck! Like I'm, I've dedicated X amount of years to this, and I'm in this. Like both feet are in here, but man, I wish I would just like did something different. Yeah, and it's too late at that point. It's too late. It's so what do you do? And it's like it almost like I almost, it, it kind of broke my heart a little bit because like I know this person, and I know that like their level of talent, and I know they could, and I. Do believe they could have capitalized a little more on some of their opportunities and they would have had more success and I do know there was like some there was a little bit probably a little laziness in there and probably a little bit too much partying and that you know there's there element. such a thing yeah when you gotta when you, when you gotta when you, when you gotta produce <laughs> yeah I, I, I have too you know but to see like the beat this guy was like so close to like being you know you know every we had the man dude and it had elements where he was the man in certain circles and um but you look back and 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 now he's saying that like fuck like maybe this wasn't the route even after his like success 
and shit. I mean, I, I think that that draws to the original point of like, is it? What are you calling success? You know what I mean? Like, the thing about success is like it doesn't mean anything if it's not in, in your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've been successful in other people's eyes many times in my mm-hmm. life. I don't know that I've ever been successful in my own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think. Depending on who your audience is and who you're targeting, like, yeah, you may be successful, but like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not successful unless I'm happy, and if I'm not happy all the time, then I got work to do. Yeah. Uh, which is a shitty, probably a shitty bar to lead your life by. But like, I think people who achieve, that, especially people who put all their eggs in one basket like that, they get to a point where you've achieved everything you can achieve in that field, right? Like we were saying earlier, like somebody will be better than you. Yeah. So if, you, if you've achieved real success, palpable success, or, you know, top 1,000, top 100, whatever, is, like, reasonable success in your field, yeah. where do you go from that? How are you still motivated? I, I feel like you should always be just, like, moving and searching for ideals. Let's say, like, you're, let's say you're a musician, and then, like, you've peaked, do you feel like, to your level of musician, let's say you put out a platinum album in 2005 and then you put out another platinum now you're going Jesus, gold that's crazy yeah let's say that's and, crazy. but let's say now you're going gold or now yeah. you're just selling like a hundred thousand yeah. still make music but there's other elements of like the business or so forth or, or, or take the money you made yeah. and now like build a hotels i mean the but 50 cents is that, like the that, perfect that, that's why a lot of people do that, that have you listened to mogul yet no no I haven't. Dog, you gotta listen to mogul it's yeah. so good uh, because I, I, you mentioned 50 Cent being like the, the entrepreneur figure of hip hop yeah. uh, Chris Lighty is pretty much the guy who like yeah, manufactured 50, 50 Cent, Cent the yeah. entrepreneur yeah uh, not, well not even like him as an artist but like him like like pretty much like taught him how to get in the idea of diversifying his, his output mm-hmm. uh, which is is so necessary in the black community but that's a whole other conversation yeah uh, I think that's why like you, you achieve a certain level of success and you need to diversify your life and the people who aren't able to are the people who are most miserable yeah. yeah, you draw the example, the the comparison. It, Ten years later, after the beef, right? Look at Fifty Cent. Look at Ja Rule. Yeah, that's a nigga who was okay getting out of being an artist yeah. and into other things, and a nigga who couldn't get out until it was way too late. Yeah, and well, he, and also Fifty Cent. Shout out to Ja Rule. <laughs> Fifty Cent hurt his his brand so so much. Her who was Jaws? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. that that's <laughs> bro. There's never been a more, mm, never. Mind, I won't. I won't give it. That's that was. It's funny to talk about like rap beef in today's generation or back in the nineties because the rap beef I grew up on with like was the Fifty Cent D Block Ja Rule days yeah, exactly. and like that's just different. Yeah, that was like the perfect blend of serious like niggas might get stabbed. Yeah, but nobody's exactly. actually gonna die. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like it was mostly just words, but it was still violent. Could, and I yeah. love that shit. Yeah. I miss it. That's neither here nor there. Um, All right. Yeah. So, um, what else do we want to touch on? Is that all the vanity we want to get out? I think so. I think we should we touch on physical vanity? I feel like we didn't even touch on physical vanity. Really? Is there such? I honestly fucking love yourself, man. As far as I'm concerned, physical vanity, you should love yourself. Everybody should like the way they look. And if you don't like the way you look, under, let me let me back up a few steps. Everybody should love the way they look. That being said, if you look in the mirror and you don't like the way you look, you should do something about it instead of accepting that you look that way. Yeah. If, if there if there's anything about you that you don't like the way it looks, you should work on that part of you, unless it's something that's unchangeable. <laughs> then you're. In that case, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, all you people with crooked ass noses and shit. Um, here's always how I looked at it. Um, I feel like you should be comfortable with how you 
for yourself. And sometimes it takes it takes you years um, to get comfortable with who you are. Now, that does that mean you should accept it? Like, no. I think there's always elements of progression that should be uh, progression. Is is if you look if you listen to Tony Robbins, like progression is like the only way to happiness to continue to drive and continue mm-hmm. to put forward. Um, and I feel More like there's. And I, yeah, I feel like there's an element of that. I feel like if human beings get so stagnant, if anything in this universe gets stagnant, it usually whittles away. And so, like, I feel like uh, human beings are the same way. Um, so, like, if you don't, let's say you look at yourself and you're just like, I have a big nose or I'm a little bit too overweight. Like, I feel like you should be comfortable with that and embrace it, like, be able to be like, yeah, I'm like, I need to lose 15 pounds. Do not allow it to stop you from going out and enjoying life and talking to that girl. But decide to be like, if you feel like you're 15, 20 pounds overweight, then be like, yo, well, okay. well, I'm Two weekends instead of going out, you go to the gym. Yeah, just go go on a walk and slowly start to, it doesn't have to be so much pressure. And this is going to be kind of what we lead into like uh, when we discuss, we sit down with Ashley and Sarah, because they even said like, yeah, they, like they say that women are happier when they date men who are less attractive, and it's because like if they date attractive men, there's overwhelming pressure to like keep up with that attractiveness level and keep up with like physical and keep up with other women around and keep up with your husband. Now you're in this this race. If you you should not ever be in this race to where like there's stress and how you perceive yourself to the point where it's making you unhappy you should be like yo like yeah i need to lose 15 pounds i can lose it i'm gonna build a goal and i'm not gonna stress out about it i'm gonna i'm gonna walk two miles every day and let's say you lose five pounds and then you're like okay well i lost five pounds i'm gonna walk three miles a day like that is like but see here's my thing it's like and i it's easy to say that shit i mean I don't know about you because I, I know we, th- we talked about like your kind of like getting in shape arc previously mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll, we'll kind of like taper this here and lead this into next week mm-hmm. uh, apologies you know we'll get to that in a second uh, but one of the things I feel like especially with the, the weight loss thing or anything like that like that shit is stressful like yeah, the first couple yeah. like the first month or so of like trying to get in shape it is stressful figuring yeah. out what you're supposed to eat or not yeah. eat and craving shit you don't want and like going to the gym and like falling over yourself on the fucking treadmill or yeah. like watching the hot girl from across the gym not because she's hot but trying to figure out what exercise she's doing <laughs> so you can like not go ask somebody and feel dumb like there's mad stressful shit to getting in shape yeah. but I think like that's what I, I've always said like there's such thing as healthy stress dog yeah, like you like if you look in the mirror and you say boy I hate the way that person looks uh-huh. and all it takes is you losing weight then you should be stressed out about it until you feel happy with who's in the mirror yeah you know what i mean like that's healthy sh- now that shit can get real unhealthy mm-hmm. and there's lines to that like you shouldn't go you know start making yourself throw up or starving yourself or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean you shouldn't go start you know trying to run a marathon every week yeah. because like you won't be able to do that shit that shit yeah. is unhealthy and it's on it's on compound that stress yeah. because you can't that failure is gonna be like oh man this is never gonna work and shit but to your point like what reduces stress is planning yeah. if you know this week all, all i've got to do is walk a mile yeah. right that's week one 
All right, well, I can walk a quarter of a mile on the way to the train. I walk a quarter of a mile home. Yeah. Shit, let me put on this pedometer on my phone. Like, I bet you I walk a mile every day. I don't even fucking know it. Yeah. At the end of that week, you walk two miles, you feel great. Yeah. Like, shit, man, I was a little stressed out about walking a mile. I walked three miles this week. Fuck exactly. me, I'm killing it. Yeah. I walk four miles more. Like, shit, we out here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's doable. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I mean. Like, you should stress out about that shit. Like, that's terrible. I, I feel like a wild asshole saying that. Like, no. you should stress about your appearance. But only about shit that you can control. And that was the point that I was trying to make the difference between, like, if you're stressed out because you have a weird nose, don't stress out. Like, that's mm-hmm. how your nose is. Learn to embrace how you look. Everybody finds every type, like, every type of person is fuckable to some other type of people. That's yeah, that's a fact. I, I even I even feel like, even if, even, like, weight-wise, like, if you, even, if you're, like, a heavy guy, heavy girl, like, if, if it's going to be less attractive if you're, like, super self-conscious about it like oh, if you wear it and you just like yo you still stay fly like there's gonna be people who, who are who who feel your vibe and they're gonna be attracted to you because of that well and that's why I said about what you think no what other people think like if, if you don't like being a bigger dude or you don't like being a super skinny dude and you wanna do you know what I mean like I, I've had my best friend growing up uh, was 4 foot 8 and like 72 pounds in junior high school you know what I mean? Like he did not like being a small, skinny dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like he started working out. He went to his doctor. Got like some HGH and shit. Like no bullshit. Like prescribed HGH. Yeah. He grew like a foot. He's put on like a de- decent. Amount. We're a really good looking guy now. You yeah. know what I mean? And like that, so that shit works in all directions. But what I'm saying is like that shit should only matter to you. Yeah. And like don't ever let like who you're fucking, who you're kicking it with, who you're chasing after, any of that shit like dictate that shit. Yeah. To your point about being like stressed out about like your partner's expectations. Then only date people whose expectations you're cool with. And we'll get into this with Ashley and Sarah next week. But one of my biggest things is, like, if you're stressed out because your partner is attractive, that means one of two things to me. Either you don't care that much about having an attractive partner. One, fine, cool, I'm cool with that. Or two, you, like, don't like something about your own appearance and you're letting, like, this person's presence project that on you. Yeah. And it's like, neither of those is the fault of your partner. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry unless for being he, pretty. Unless he's, unless he or she is, like, putting it in your face. Yeah, like, don't be a wild asshole and be like, baby, you're hideous. You see me? Yeah. You don't even deserve fucking a nigga like me. Like, that, you're just a wild douchebag. But, like, it, I don't know. Like, if, if you, like, I've dated mad pretty women in my life. I've dated girls who are way out of my fucking league before. And I fucking knew it. And you know what? That shit made me want to be prettier. Yeah. Sometimes and other times just made me be like, yeah, I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm still bagging dime pussy. Like, it, it's all <laughs> about being. Definitely hearing you. Everything you're probably yeah. <laughs> hey, we in the neighborhood now, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's my big. That's my whole point. That's not wildly ignorant. And like I said, we'll we'll get into this next week with, with Ashley and Sarah. And I I think my my point is like, your your feelings about your appearance and your feelings about. You know your physical vanity, if you will. Everyone should be physically vain. You should love yourself and exactly who you are. And the only time you shouldn't is if there's something about you you want to change. Uh, and I think you should love yourself for making that effort. Honestly, like that's what I mean. Like there's no reason not to be physic- to be vain about your appearance. Everybody should like how they look. Yeah. Whether whether that's liking the progress that you're making, whether that's liking yourself for allowing yourself that cheat day, whether that's patting yourself on the back for being good looking for forever or having nice eyes or, you know, shit you're just born with. You know what I mean? Like everyone should find something about themselves that they love and fucking love it. Yeah, I feel like talk about I, some hippie shit. Yeah, and I feel I've I've been with women who were way out of my league. And uh, I've been with women that I didn't think were as 
attractive off jump, but their personality and their yeah. vibe and the way they, like they'll have like quirks and so forth that just like yo like and they were confident and confident and they were cool like that made them way more attractive once you were around them than their natural appearance would be. So it's like keep that in mind like like feed on the things that work for you. So if you're like feel like you look weird then yo be stylish and be funny and just be charismatic and be yourself and people are going to be drawn to that but yeah you gotta be comfortable in your own skin because it's a long fucking life <laughs> yeah man you only got one of them that's that's kind of how that shit's gonna go yeah no doubt alright so we're gonna wrap this shit up here we apologize about the guest situation uh, we have some stuff moved around in the schedule so we are recording this at a different time than we were originally planning so they weren't able to make it Ashley and Sarah will be joining us next week got a couple of Rhode Island's finest hairstylists coming out to give us uh all the tea on what women think about bitch ass niggas like us and <laughs> how we fit into relationships and all the shit we probably viewing wrong. Uh, week after that, fingers crossed, uh, got a little special guest. Uh, go, uh, I don't know how much promo I want to give that because I gotta make I gotta make sure we booking on that. Right, yeah. uh, but 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 some film industry people. We'll, we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, and to wrap this up, what what the fuck is this podcast about? What is this episode about? Give me a one sentence recap. Um, jeez, we as usual we went all over the place. I think uh, the overall, um, the overall theme of this to me was understanding of who you are in this world and allowing, not allowing outside factors to influence how you feel. Oh fuck. This is a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like... Cut. Take two. Yeah, take two. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oh, editing shit. this, so it's just no, you no, guys didn't hear my fuck-ups. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like uh, it is understanding your motivations in this world, uh, where they come from, um, what is influencing you and your perspective and what you're looking at in this world. Because a lot of things that you're basing your day-to-day decisions on are maybe influenced not so much from what your core standards and your core morals and your core beliefs are but maybe it's something that happened to you as a child or maybe something that some kind of uh, issue or or trauma that happened in your earlier lives has influenced what you really are chasing or what you really are defining as your happiness or who you are and that's not truly who you are figure out what is influencing you what's making you make that decision to find your true happiness whether it's a vanity uh pursuit of what you want to be as far as looks wise or who you want to be as far as a boyfriend or husband or brother find out what's influencing you and make your decisions and base your life on true facts let your heart be your north star that's what i got if I'm not mistaken, the girl who was here last week when we were recording this podcast was an English teacher, correct? Yeah. I want whoever you are, I don't remember her name and I don't want to put her on blast even if yeah. I did. But whoever you are, to please write my man a note and describe how that was the longest run on one sentence oh, yeah. of all fucking time. I'm the worst I'm the worst grammar person in the world. So like worse at spelling. But they could have fourteen commas, yeah. a semicolon, that shit was long. Tr- that was a paragraph. You try and put our our freaking massive like 
drawn out ideals into one sentence. And you put this into one sentence. Well, you want <clears throat> so on this episode of Late to Work, <laughs> we discuss how vanity is more than skin deep. Boom. And how vanity crosses all platforms, whether that be emotional, intellectual, physical, spiritual, and essentially vanity as the concept of being audacious in your belief that you are better than other people or that you are unique. No one is in particular, no, no, I'm fucking this all up too. No, you're right, this shit's hard to do. Yeah, it is. Long story short, vanity is more than skin skin deep. Uh, Everyone who loves themselves probably loves themselves for a reason. And that reason is most likely connected to something that they're covering up that they really hate about themselves. So don't feel too bad if you meet some real vain niggas. Uh, and for everybody else, yo, I'm sorry, we team pretty, man. <laughs> team pretty, team intelligent. Was so much better. Team heartfelt. <laughs> and it was so much better than mine. <laughs> nigga, contest my shit, though. I'm, I'm a wild <laughs> asshole. I'd, I'd be selling shit for a living, so I'd just be 90 second chunks, baby. Yeah. Go download this shit on Snapchat. <laughs> Yo, imagine yeah. a podcast on Snapchat. How annoying that would be. Oh, that Ten seconds record. Oh no, they got the Infinity Loop now. Really? I don't. I'm not that. I'm like old school. Like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not I really just look at chicks on there and <laughs> like. My man be on the IG on the Snap and yeah, everything. Ladies, yeah. hide your social media. <laughs> no, we need that. <laughs> Yo, for real though. Alright, till next time, it's episode 6, the Vanity episode, the Somewhere Else episode. We'll figure out our title before it gets posted. Episode 6 is the Late to Work podcast. Catch us at underscore late to work. It's your boy uh, at mgainer22, at mlgainer22 on the Instagram. Uh, At Chris Allen on all the social media. Just search that and then something will pop up, I'm sure. Do that. Not Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Not Warren or posted. Also, check us on Facebook. We're on Facebook now. Uh, We're growing a little bit there. Check us out there. Uh, We'll be on IG soon enough. Uh, I know all the thoughts be loving the nigga, so we'll be out here with the book phone photos and shit. Uh, Yeah, anything else? No, that's it, man. Yeah, hit us up. Questions, submissions, yeah, we, answers, guests. That's what I want to really do. Oh, I really want questions. like questions. Like, yeah, please yeah. give us some feedback. I'll be getting some questions here and there, but we have no way to organize that shit. Emails, yeah, man. It's yeah. not hard. All right, cool. Late to work podcast at gmail.com. Late to work with the fucking two. It's not hard. Late to work podcast at gmail.com. If you can't remember that shit by now, I've been said it at least two dozen times. Fuck y'all. <laughs> All right, we uh, out, man. Go fuck week. yourselves. Peace.